whole life building. Um, they were all to stop me getting hurt. But of course, you still get hurt, don't you? Because they're never good enough. I was praying that I would no longer be restricted and that God's work would no longer be restricted in me. I was declaring out that God is my high tower. That I'm in, when I'm in him, I'm safe. That my walls need to come down so I can run into him. Um, there is true protection. So, every time... I mean, this was the picture I had just of my walls coming down and God, his tower, his walls. Because, you know, every time a storm hits, like it hit Joseph out of the blue, he thinks he's probably going to go home and tell his dad another tale on the brothers. Instead, a storm hits him and he's down a, down a cistern. Every time a storm hits, we can get overwhelmed with negative emotions and thoughts and feel absolutely abandoned and alone. And tomorrow, we're going to look more deeply into what we do when that storm hits. All right, What's the solutions? What are the weapons, the tools that God's given us to cope at those times? But today, we're focusing on we're in the pit. Okay, This is, the, this is where we are today. And tomorrow, it's going to be um, moving on from that. But I think that where we can start, I know, is, is to stop blaming the devil every time something bad happens. Because I've, I've begun to realize God is so much bigger than the devil. And often when storms have hit my life, they're absolutely God's storms. Absolutely God's storms. And he is using them to do things in me. So have a think. What walls have come into your mind about your life? As I've been talking, I, I think maybe some of you, you'd be already beginning to think, yeah, I know that that is my you know, default setting. I know I always react like that when that thing happens. That's because you've got a wall there. All right, so think about what he's, what he's spotlighting in your mind and then think about what maybe he might want to replace that with. Now, we can fight God when we're in the storm. I don't think Joseph would have sat in that cistern and crossed his legs and twiddled his thumbs and waited for the next thing to happen. I think he would have been screaming, shouting, cursing, threatening. It says in the next verse that his brothers sat down to eat when he was in the cistern. I can picture them keep getting up and moving just a bit further away to get away from the noise. All right, so Joseph was fighting uh, for, with all he'd got. And we can be like that with God. We can fight him every step of the way. But what we do is that we are just trying to justify ourselves. We're trying to justify our, mo our motives. We can feel sorry for ourselves. And we can look for things to make us feel more comfortable. All right? We can keep ignoring what God is saying to us and so prolong how long we stay in the pit. Or we can speed up the process that God wants to do in us by allowing him so if he's spotlighted anything in you, choose in your heart to say, Lord, I'm going to let you have that. I'm going to let you have that. If you want to demolish that, I'm going to let you demolish it. Because we, we always want to be comfortable, don't we? we always, we're always looking for comfort. And when God starts to bring change, it feels very uncomfortable. So let's respond 
to God. Okay, we're going to carry on now. Pete's got more to say. But be thinking about if God's been saying anything specific to you. The acronym for PIT is People in Transition. <laughs> People in Transition. Okay? And that's us. Okay? We're in transition. And God is taking away the old because he wants to bring into the new. Now, with Joseph, what we need to focus on is the fact that it's the circumstances that God took him into that was designed to change Joseph. And, uh, and God brings circumstances to us, and they're designed to change us. And as Franz already said, we don't want to be fighting the circumstances. We want to be finding out what God is saying to us in the circumstances. Okay, so we get our eyes off the circumstances, and we put our eyes onto God's provision. Here's some good news. All right? You cannot fail God's test. God's test that he's got for your life you cannot fail it because God, like, it's like taking your driving test. He just lets you take it again and lets you take it again and lets you take it again. And he says, I love you, I love you. I let you take it again until eventually you pass. Eventually you get it, okay? And I wonder how many of you have found that happening to you. Is you sort of think, I've been here before. I've been here before. God's touched this before. okay. Don't get downhearted. Just say, okay, Lord, right. I'm obviously looking at circumstances here, and I need to look at what it is you're providing for me here. Because Joseph loved his coat, right, because it gave him prominence. It gave him a sense of position, and it gave him a sense of security. But Joseph had his coat torn off him, not once, but twice he had his coat torn off him once by his brothers and again by Potiphar's wife he had his coat torn off him and in both times Joseph was feeling very secure with himself he was feeling that uh, he'd arrived and he felt that his uh, circumstances were going good and that's the trouble sometimes that when your circumstances are good you can take your eyes off God and you can get full of pride and that kind of happened to Joseph on two occasions, okay? So the important thing is what God is doing in these times. What God is doing. What is God doing with you now? What is God doing with you right now? What is God allowing to pressure onto you? Just have a think. What, what, what is it? Is there, is, there, is there pressure at work? Is there pressure with family? Is there pressure with a job is there pressure with where I'm going to go to next? Am I to leave where I am here and to go over there? You know, how am I dealing with these relationships with people around me? Problems with neighbors, problems with family, right? Problems with your own thinking, problems with just oh God, I wish I was, I wish I was there and I'm not, I'm here. Do you know what I mean? 
those, those are the circumstances. Those are the trials, as it were, that God has given you. Now, let God allow, in his love and grace, to speak to you about what it is he's wanting you to let go. You quite often have to let go of something. Joseph had to let go of his coats. And it may be that you've got to let go of something, which is why we got the black sacks. That's why we said, because later on, I just want to you know, just give a bit more of a direction to this. But Joseph had to let go of his coats. Let me just take you to, the, to um, another part of Joseph's story. This is in chapter 39 and verse 5, if you just want to have a quick look. So from verse 5 of chapter 39, it says, From the time that he was put in charge of his household and of all that he owned, the Lord blessed the household of the Egyptian because of Joseph. So because Joseph was there, there was blessing. And God blesses you. Even in your difficult circumstances, God blesses you and uses you. He brings his blessing into the situation that you're in. Other people can be touched by you as you keep going with your walk with God. It says, the blessing of the Lord was on everything that Potiphar had, both in his house and in his field. So because of Joseph being there, God's blessing was on Potiphar, that the whole of his household was well, his finances were well, his business was going well, his position was looking good. Okay? So all was going well. Do you know, we're not told what happens after Joseph is taken away. We don't, we don't know what happens to Potiphar. Okay? But it's just interesting that while Joseph was with him, things were going well for him. And it says that, uh, so things were going so well, so he left Joseph in care of everything he had. And with Joseph in charge, he did not concern himself with anything except the food that he ate. So, Joseph would have felt, oh, ah, I've arrived again. Perhaps this is where God wanted me to be, okay? And because all's going well here, I've got my master's, uh, you know, uh, love and commitment, and, uh, and I'm not worrying for anything myself. But then God tears that away from him, symbolically tearing away his coat, and that got him into trouble, and he ends up into prison again. Now, I have had a situation like this. <laughs> I, I felt God tell me that I had to pray for my school every day. So I said, okay, Lord, I'll do that. So every day, there's one entrance to the school. And so every day, I used to go and I used to touch the entrance to the school and I used to pray. And I used to pray God's blessing on the school. Lord, let your blessing be poured down here. And I did this for a year. And... Um, except for a, well, a year and a half, actually, a year and a half, except for a period when I felt God tell me to, to stop doing it. I don't know why. And then he told me to start doing it again. But, but more or less for a year and a half, actually, I prayed for this school, prayed for the blessing. During that time, I had a really difficult time myself. I was, I was, I was betrayed. I was lied to. I was misinterpreted or misrepresented. And, um, and, I had, and I had great difficulties in the school. And some, some of those situations have not been resolved. And I remember turning to God very recently and I said, Lord, you asked me to pray for the school every day, your blessing. I said, 
and look at what I've got. I said, I'd, it, hasn't, it hasn't gone well for me, has it? And, and God spoke to me so clearly. It made me laugh out loud in the car. He sort of said, yeah, he said, it hasn't gone well for you, Pete, he says. It's gone brilliant for the school, though, hasn't it? And I said, and I, and I laughed because the school, during the time that I'd been praying, the school were offsteaded, and the school had an outstanding offsted. You know, they got really good staff coming into the school. Not only was it outstanding, but they were an outstanding, outstanding. There was nothing that the Ofsted could say that was wrong with the school. And they had a letter sent by the, the education secretary to say, congratulations, what an amazing school. The school's now become a model school for other schools. There's now 50 other schools looking to this school for, you know, direction and that. And so God says, it's gone well for the school, hasn't it? <laughs> and I suddenly began to see it that even when we're going through trials and difficulties, God's blessing is still around you and is still on you. You are still able to give away your blessing, as it were, or, or give away God's blessing to other people, okay? So be looking to where God is blessing. Be, be looking to where God is blessing and thank God for what he is doing, okay? Um, Joseph was in prison, but his gifting was free. So Joseph was in prison, but he was still able to use the gifts that God had given him. They weren't taken away. They weren't put in prison. And so Joseph was able to interpret the dreams for the cupbearer and for the, uh, the baker. And, uh, and eventually, of course, he goes before uh, um, Pharaoh and uh, uses the gift there. But his gift was still free to be used. So even when you are going through difficulties, you are still able to be used by God. So don't disqualify yourself and don't feel that, oh, because I'm having a difficult time, I can't move in the gifts of the Spirit or I can't, I can't move in generosity, I can't move in love. You know, you can. God's, your, the gifts that God has given you are still free to be used by his grace in whatever circumstances you find yourself in. And we're coming up towards the end of this session this morning and then we'll come on to some application. God says to us that we need to take every thought captive. That means that we need to be able to look at things through God's eyes. This is how I feel that the, the verse is. Take every thought captive and, and to obedience to Jesus Christ. So in every circumstance you find yourself in, what is God saying about that situation? What is God saying about that situation? What's he saying that you, sh you should, what does it mean to you and what have you got to do in that situation? It stops you from focusing on the circumstances and saying, God, God, just take me out of this or, you know, Lord, you know, don't let this happen or, Lord, I can't bear this anymore. It's sort of, right, where's God's provision in this? Because it says in James, doesn't it, that uh, be, jo <laughs> be joyful in all kinds of trials. Amen. Oh, I didn't hear that loud enough, brothers and sisters. <laughs> Rejoice when you have all trials of all kinds. Amen? Oh, we're getting there. That's good. We're getting there. So when a trial comes, you need to be happy. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> it's, it, 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 it. <laughs> we have to press through, don't we? So when there's trials, we have to be thankful. Thank God, when there's a trial... There's a provision 
when there's a difficulty, there's an answer. That, you know, there's something that God is doing in you to bring, you bring about the process of your change. God is changing you. Okay? I just want to kind of end up with a conversation. This is a conversation that you might have with a friend of yours. Okay? So you're on the phone. You say, Hi, John. How are you doing? Whoa, did you see Downton Abbey last night? Oh, if that girl doesn't smile in the next episode, I'm going to pull my teeth out. <laughs> oh, boy. Yes. And uh, with, that, with that Downton Abbey, I mean, how many, how many series have you seen now? Is it six? Wow. Okay. Well, maybe next time we'll be able to watch the series together. But anyway, the reason why I'm phoning up John is, John, today I've got a problem. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and looking at it, it looks as if it's going to be a pretty big problem. Mmm, I know. It's great, isn't it? I'm so excited. I'm, I'm really excited. I keep dancing around this problem, and I keep looking at it, and I'm thinking, wow, this is a big problem. Do you know, if I'm careful, I could probably hang on to this problem for three months. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. And I'm thinking, if this problem is so big... How big must be God's provision here that I can find? Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, it's really, really exciting. Yeah, anyway, how are you doing, man? How are you doing? Oh, you haven't got a problem. Oh, look, hang in there. Hang in there. <laughs> One's bound to turn up, okay? <laughs> now, remember, God is faithful. God is faithful. There'll be a, there'll be a problem. Yeah. Hey, I'll tell you what. Why don't you share my problem? Yeah, yeah, no, I don't mind. I don't mind. You know, I mean, it's a huge problem here. So there's lots to go around. Yeah. So come round. I haven't unwrapped it yet. So come round. We can unwrap it together. Yeah. Can you come round? How long would you be? Oh, okay. 15 minutes. That's fantastic. Okay. Brilliant. Come round in 15 minutes. Okay. And uh, bring, bring a pint of that best beer and we'll share that together. Okay. Yeah. Look forward to seeing you, John. Okay. Bye. There we go. So, we need, to, we need to be able to see that God is always at work in our circumstances and when we're having trials. But we do need to let go of the, of the emotions. We need to let go of the, the, our feelings about it. We need to let go of hanging on to the circumstances. And we need to say, God, I'm going to see what your provision is in all of this. So what I'd like you to do with your pieces of paper that you have got just like you to have a sort of a reflective moment. And I'm just going to just give you some little headings here. And if there's anything that comes to mind that God reveals to you, just write it down on a bit of paper. Nobody's going to see it. Nobody's going to see it. But this, can be, this is some serious work that you can do with God right now. Maybe you need to write down on there anything that you feel that perhaps God had said to you to do and you didn't do it. And it's been playing on your mind. Because God is gracious and he doesn't want you to be beating yourself up about it. Now not everybody will have something to write down with that. But if you do, just write it down. It's just something that I just felt. 
If you feel that there is somebody that you need to forgive, is there somebody that you need to forgive? That they have hurt you or you've never actually resolved it? Or maybe you have resolved it, but it keeps coming back. Now, don't get that confused with the feelings about it, because you still do get the feelings when people have hurt you and they've let you down, even betrayed you. But this is, if it has gotten your way a bit, it keeps sort of digging into you a bit, just write it down now. Just write it down now. Remember, nobody's going to see these. It's just between you and God. Have you had or are you having fears that are holding you back from going forward? Are there things which you are feeling in your heart that God may be prompting you about and there's fears there? You're just worried about failure. You're worried about what other people may think. Or there may be other things that are causing the fear. Just, just write it down now because we... We want to leave this behind. We want to leave these things behind. And lastly, we're just going to have just a quiet moment. And if the Holy Spirit plonks anything into your head, anything into your thinking, that you need to leave behind, okay, so that you can embrace what God has got for you in this next season, just write it down as God puts it into your head. So, Lord, I just ask, Holy Spirit, thank you, Lord, that you love us so much and you are wanting us to go forward. So I say now, Lord, if there's anything that you want to bring to anybody's mind, bring it to them right now, Lord, so that they can write it down because we want to deal with this, Lord, in the atmosphere of your love and your security. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Now, if you've got a, a clean bit of paper, you can write on the clean bit of paper, God is changing me. So a separate bit of paper, God is changing me. God is changing me. And what I'd like you to do is put that bit of paper into your new book, <laughs> your new notebook, if you've got your new notebook, or put it into the front of, cover of your Bible. Just put that bit of paper, God is changing me. And what we're going to be doing is, as a prophetic act during this weekend, we're going we're gonna to walk into together the God is changing me bit. And we're going to be unpacking that a bit tomorrow. And I just feel that God's got so much that he wants to encourage us about. So I know this has kind of been sort of, you know, ooh, you know, been a bit hard, this, just focusing on this. But it's good. It's good to leave things behind so that we can go forward with God. Now, with those bits of paper that you've written all the kind of negative stuff on, if you like, 
you put them into your black sacks or you put them into something which signifies this is what's going to go away. Now, Steve told me <laughs> that he was going to have a bonfire. So we do need to find some more. We do need to find some more logs and some more branches. Because when Steve said some weeks ago, he said, we're going to have a bonfire on the, front, on the, on the Saturday night. And I, and I felt this is going to be a significant bonfire. We're not going to... We're going to take the stuff out of the sacks. We won't burn the sacks because we probably have um, wrong type of fumes coming. But we'll take the papers out of the sacks tonight when we're going around the bonfire. All right? And we'll crumple them up. Nobody's going to see them. We'll crumple them up and we'll throw them in the fire. Now, this is good because it means that during this afternoon, when you're, when you're sitting on your own meditating, reflecting, or when you're out on the walk, if God says anything to you, you can write it on another bit of paper and add that to your bag. Okay? So there may be some other things that God will bring by his Holy Spirit and you can put it into your bag so that tonight you can take it all out and we can throw it onto the bonfire. Okay? Right. <laughs> How are we doing, Steve? Did you want to have worship to finish with? or what were you? Yes. Brilliant. Right. Okay, let's just pray while we're just uh, getting the musicians sorted out. Lord, we just thank you for your faithfulness to us. Lord, we thank you that you never, ever, ever let us go. Lord, we thank you that you have got good plans for us, Lord. You're very clear about that, Lord. Good plans for us, Lord. And no matter what circumstances look like, Lord, you are for our good. You are for moving us forward, Lord. You are for taking us, Lord, to the next level. So, Lord, we just ask for your blessing now to be resting on us. Lord, as we are a transitioning people, Lord, going from one phase to the new phase. Holy Spirit, would you just rest on us, Lord? Would you uh, continue, as we prayed at the, uh, at the beginning of this session, would you continue to allow faith to rise in us, Lord, that we are, we are loved and we are going forward, that, God, that everything is possible through Christ Jesus our Lord, that you always make a wave, Lord. You make a, a way through. We thank you, Lord. Lord, you never leave us or forsake us. We thank you. We thank you, Lord God. We love you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your supreme example, Lord, of just going through all the trials, Lord, all the difficulties. You went through it, Lord, because of the greater goal that was set before you, Lord, even the salvation of our souls. We thank you, Lord God. In Jesus' name, we bless you. Amen. Yeah, would you like to stand?